conversation my children were having recently that kind of surprised me and it should not surprise me but um, I'm just grateful for the conversation that they are having because I was not empowered to have that kind of conversation when I was about that age you see I was raised by African parents they still currently living in Africa and I was raised in an environment where we don't talk about many things that directly impact our lives for example finances we don't talk about money you know but we we utilize money every day our parents go to work to earn money and that's one topic that we don't we did not talk about a lot but i believe in this day and age more of such conversations are now coming up early in children's life's journey so i decided that you know all these kind of conversations talking about money talking about sex talking about relationship that's kind of like a taboo something that children shouldn't hear about i have decided that as early as they can understand i'm gonna tell them about it so we have started conversation not nothing structured but anytime would they ask for something or anytime the issue of spending or earning money comes up i try to teach them a little lesson like do you even know how people get money do you understand that you have to provide value to somebody and then in exchange for the value you provide they give you something that's also valuable which is money and sometimes you may get something that's even more valuable than money it's not always money that you get in return and i've started teaching them the principle of exchange the principle of being resourceful and providing value i know there are other ways that people are getting money out there but it's important to let our children be empowered to know that the right way to do it is to provide value and the conversation they were having were both of them my two elder ones they were asking themselves hmm how can we get more money to buy toys and the other one said you know maybe we could do a yard sale maybe we could sell something and then the other one said but the things that we could sell we're still using it and if we sell it that means we're gonna use the money we get to still go buy another one so really there's no money (laughs) so I, i i did not jump into the conversation i was just laughing and grateful that they're even having that conversation um so it's very very critical very very important to instill the value of financial knowledge into our children do you know that when a, when a teenager 
between the age of 14 and 24. Just those 10 years window. When they save a certain amount of money and invest it at the rate of 6%. And this is not a lot of money. Let's say, I think when I look at the numbers, it was about three three to six thousand dollar a year and as a teenager if they're already doing maybe like babysitting or tutoring doing some kind of job side job and they're not living on their own they're still hidden from home to save that kind of money from their little earnings should not be a problem if they've already been exposed and empowered to the power of saving habits even if they do not save any more money in their entire life the power of compound interest because they still have many years ahead as opposed to some of us learning about this when we really start working full-time job maybe at 30 35 25 ish and then we're told to save, and then we have 30, 40 years for the money to accumulate to a million dollars. What if they can start early? What if they can start at age 12, saving 3,000 to 6,000 a year? Remember the power they have ahead. By the time they are 60, even if they don't save anymore, the money they have saved between the age of 14 and 24, those 10 years, if somebody have saved consistently some amount of money in those 10 years window and just keep it in an account that cumulatively appreciates at the rate of maybe 6 to 8%, you'll be surprised what you get 40 years down the road because of the power of compound interest. When I look at the numbers correctly, I think that number accumulates to at least a million dollars. That is the power of starting to empower our children early in their journey. Empower them to have the habit of savings. Oh, my children already know whatever money comes into their hands, whether it's pocket money or gift money or birthday present money, they cannot just say, oh, I have $100 and I'm going to buy 20 toys for it. No, you have to save some, you have to give some and enjoy the rest. What a principle to instill in our children at an early age. And they're going to ask questions, mom, why do I have to save some? You have to save some so that that money will grow. So that that money will be there for you when you need it for an opportunity that's greater than a toy opportunity an opportunity that you can take advantage of and even have greater and more and more money but if you hit it all that's the end of it the farmer never hits the seed with the harvest when the farmer harvests that's your honey he set aside some portion to replant so that he can continue his business. So we let them understand that this is a principle of continuity. It's a principle of perpetuality, of wealth, to always set aside money for savings. 
and not to have the habit of, oh, my priority right now is this. Because you will always have priorities. A child that is priority is toys is not different from a grown-up man whose priority is his business or whose priority is children's tuition or whose priority is cars. When we operate based on my priority, my priority, everything I have goes into this. It will always be that way. You will always have priorities and you always spend money on that. And what you find is that other parts of your life will not look good because you've always operated based on this is my priority, this is my priority. And when that priority fails one way or the other, that person will be devastated. Even the Bible teaches wisdom in diversification. Wisdom in having a storehouse. The Bible says that it will command his blessing upon our storehouses. You know, we shouldn't put, it is wisdom that we shouldn't put all our head in one basket. But many of us do it without knowing it. We're thinking about it in terms of investment, but even in our lives, I think it's true when we operate by priority. Oh, my priority is my children, and I'm going to make sure they wear good, they eat good, they wear good clothes, they go to good school, I'm going to pay for their private school tuition. That's my priority. Every money I earn, I put it on them. House is falling apart, no worries. Living in a rented house, no worries. No savings, no worries. No college savings, no worries. I just put whatever I have right now, I just put it on my children. While I love my children, and I want the best for them, and yes, they are my priority, but still, there's wisdom in taking whatever we have, putting them in fragments, of what's important in our lives. Not priority, but what what are the things that are important? Education is important, a percentage goes into that. Shelter is important, but there's a percentage that goes into that. Food and health and other things are important, but there's a percentage that goes into that. Now, when there's an emergency, maybe somebody is in the hospital, they need to be taken care of, then that's a true emergency that needs to be prioritized and you want to pull resources for that emergency. But most people, they make something a major emergency when it's not really an emergency. For example, when you spending all your earnings on sending your children to a private school, to me, that's not an emergency. You should have a portion for education. So, for example, in a, whenever you want to go get a mortgage for a home, why is the mortgage, the, the loan officer, whoever is going to give you loan, why are they thinking in terms of debt-to-income ratio? Because they don't want you to spend all your income on your on on a mortgage it's just not feasible to live a good lifestyle that way but that's what some people do they think oh i have a earnings of ten thousand dollars a month then i'm gonna put um six thousand a month on a on a one million dollar home that's my priority i just want to live in a good home man they, they may say something like oh my parents didn't live in a good home uh, i want my children to live in a good home and that's the most important thing to me That is not a balanced way of looking at our finances. That's not a balanced way or wise way of managing our resources. 
because what happened when 60% of your hand is going to uh, paying down a loan debt over what you think is the most important thing in your life right now, which by the way is a liability, then other things will suffer. You might live in a good home, no money for food. You might live in a good home and if anything happens to your job or any situation, then you cannot afford it no more. Or if there's an opportunity that can even make you earn more money, you can go for that opportunity. You've spent all your resources only in one pocket, in one sector. When we look at the way the government is run, it's run by sectors, right? Oh, this portion go to this sector, that portion go to that sector. Why is it that most governments are in debt, yet it seems like in some sectors they're still doing what they're supposed to do? Haven't you wondered? Why? Because they operate based on percentages. And I believe that's the way we should operate our own government. You, you see, you have to rule your individual government first before you, you think about ruling other governments. In your own individual government, do you have money that you set aside for savings and then you enjoy the rest? Or is it all about, oh, well, my priority is this and all the money I have. As long after taxes, which is compulsory, um, I don't give no money to nobody. I don't give nothing. Whatever comes in, I'm putting it on my business. I'm putting it on my children. I'm putting it on my home. Putting it on the car. You see, that way, you are not living a balanced life, and it's gonna hurt you one way or the other. I'm sorry to tell you that. It's just like you're hitting um, um, cake all the time, or candy or chocolate all the time you love chocolate and then you eat for breakfast lunch dinner that's not a balanced diet one way or the other your health will suffer because you're not eating a balanced diet you're not having enough water you're not having enough vegetables you're not having enough fruits you're not having enough carbohydrates you're not having enough protein so in the same way in our health we must seek to eat a balanced diet and not, not only hers as we eat, but we should seek to empower the next generation with a balanced diet in terms of managing our resources. Balance your portfolio. Don't take too much risk. Don't spend it all only in one sector, you know. If we've heard about balancing your portfolio, Yes, it's important to have rest of mind and also it's wise to balance our portfolio. So I hope you've learned something today. I started with the story of my children and the conversation they already started having around money and finances and they're already thinking about how do we earn more money and not just oh mommy give me this mommy I deserve this because other kids have it. I'm just telling them hey this is how we get money. And this is how you should start thinking about getting money. How can I provide value to my parents? How can I provide value to my friends? When you go to school, begin to watch out for what people need. And start thinking about how you can meet that need. And in exchange, they will provide value to you as well. How may I provide value to my teacher? You know, provide value and you can charge a fee for it 
or you can even expect people to provide more value back to you so i hope they will i pray and hope they will continue in that way of learning in that way of conversation in that way of thinking because you see it's important to learn how to think and to think correctly and to think in the right direction i didn't grow up talking about money i started learning about money really after 35 years that's when i started learning about money <laughs> so i think it's important and it's almost too late but not quite because i'm learning at a fast rate <laughs> so you have an opportunity if you have young children you have an opportunity if you're a grandmother you've missed it or your grandfather you didn't know but now you know you can now take that knowledge to your children and your grandchildren or great-grandchildren and let them know the right way to become valuable, to do valuable things, and then to have valuable stuff. I hope you've learned something. Have a great day. Olua Shon here. Thank you.